Hey, how you doing, Stoney? Welcome to Finding Subjects. We have been trying to record, and life is happening when you're busy making other plans, right? So, um, but we're all over the place with this, but Bink is not available tonight, uh, but I'm going to call Bob. I know Bob is. Let's give Bob a call, all right? This is Finding Subjects Podcast. Remember the old... One ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. Let's call Robert. Earth to Robert. That'd be three ringy dingy. Who was that? Saturday Night Live, right? You there, T? Yo, what's up? Hey, dude. Hold on a second. Go ahead. Taking a blood. I'm taking a blood pressure pill here. <laughs> hey, we are we are we are heavily medicated here at Finding Subjects Podcast. Not a problem. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you get middle aged, folks? Uh, you start talking about your medicine to people. Hey, what are you on? How many how many scripts do you have? <laughs> We've had that conversation. Here. Huh? One second. Give me your thing. Take your time. As long as you're not really going to the bank. We don't want to hear that. Right All right, buddy. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do a little bit of a show tonight. I'll just uh, talk to Bob about whatever. Um, it's been busy, right, because it's the holiday season, and it's just hard to get everybody together. Bob was sick uh, for a couple of weeks there. He wasn't feeling very well, and now he's back to uh, his old self. Um, and Bink's been working hard. Uh, we'll get everybody back together, I promise. But uh, also, you know, when – it was cool because we're respectful to each other, right? So if somebody gets in, in contact with somebody that might have gotten sick, we're respectful enough to like, yo, man, you know, being straight up about it. Uh, you know, it's not a good idea to get together tonight. How about we put it off and stuff? So uh, that is where the last two and a half to three weeks have been gone. What we do normally is we'll record and, and put some in the bank. Not to be confused when you got to go to the bank. But uh, we have some in the bank, and then what I'll do is, uh, you know, they, those are our extras. Well, we burn through those episodes. So when we meet, uh, normally like a – One second, buddy. Uh, like, we'll record, like, multiple shows in a row. Okay, Bob, what's happening, dude? Every day is happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving each day. I made up my mind to love each day. Dude, do you love everybody? Everybody. I try to, yes. I love everybody, <laughs> almost everybody, except for that Putin the, dude. The Vladimir Putin. What? Oh, my God. I can't believe that dude's still going at it over there. But, yeah, you know what? It's, it's funny. I wake up, and I'm like, you know what? I just feel real positive, right? No matter uh-huh. what the day brings, I'm going to be just really positive about it all, and I'm just going to be chill. And I just wake up, and I, I know this sounds corny, dude. But sometimes I just wake up with some love. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. love for everything. Love and appreciation for people, places, things. You know, not necessarily things really, but just happy to be here kind of thing. You're the same way, right? Well, yeah. I, I You know, I get my down days, but, you know, I wasn't loving every day when I had bronchitis last month. You had a struggle there, dude. I mean, you know, thank, <laughs> first of all, thank God they figured out what the heck it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, glad to feel good again, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you just sounded bad. And I know the people love the sound of your phlegm and your coughing, but, uh, you know, 
We can't give him too much. <laughs> yeah, my father-in-law, he was really sick as well. I mean, a lot of people um, were, were having some type of chest uh, infections or whatever it was going around. There was a whole bunch of things going around, like the flu kind of they thing said, was happening. Yeah, they did tell me there was a lot of bronchitis, and then it was sticking with people longer than normally. Hmm. As if we don't have other things going on, you know, and dealing yeah, with the... Yeah, you know. But, uh, you know, we're good to have you back, dude. And you had a little Pocono action there, right? You went to the mountains? I went to the Poconos. Um, I can take it or leave it, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a cold weather guy. I know you don't mind the cold. I, yeah. I'm, I'm more active when I'm at the beach than I am at the Poconos. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I love the beach, right? I love, uh, you know, we hit, we hit Florida. We've been doing that forever. Like, you know, Lauderdale, we do, we have yeah. our place, our you know, the hotel, we love to go down there. It's like a home away from home. It's bad when they know you, when you come in. <laughs> it's, bad when the, it's bad when the concierge knows you, dude. You know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and then the same guy he moved down to, uh, in La- I think it's called the St. Regis now. He's down there, Jan. Nice guy. And he's like, ah, oh, Mr. Uh-huh. Mr. Tony. Well, you know, it says my last name. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm like, what's up, Jan? And I'm like, I just shake my hand and my wife, my shake my head and my wife. I'm like, do you think we come here too often? <laughs> but that's what life's about. Right. And not everybody, yeah. not everybody feels that way. Not everybody is about um, vacations and stuff like that. Like, I guess, you know, over the years with the money that we saved that we went on vacation, you'd have other material type of things. But to me and to my family, what's important to us is we make the memories. That's what we call it, making memories. So when we well, go away, yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. No, I give you a lot of credit because I <laughs> I center everything around. I think I got PTSD from the Zafed. Probably. I don't know when it's, when it's going to come on. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So you, before yeah. I went to the Poconos, I go, yo, Bob, I'm a little paranoid. <laughs> There's... Are there any hospitals up that way in case I get thrown in the AFib and I got to get taken care of? So Dude, that's not even a. That. That's not he even a. That. Yeah, yeah, that's not even a ridiculous thing to think of, though. I mean, honestly, God, <laughs> it, it's like you know. I, I remember we were contemplating a move uh, down the Nags Head, and I just wanted to get away from it all. You know, what I mean, like all the mm-hmm. not realizing because you know when you're going through all that type of stuff, you know the heart problems in your head too. It's like, it's sometimes yeah. it's even the bigger problem when somebody gets diagnosed with something and you're experiencing that type of adversity, um, uh, mentally, that's probably sometimes the worst. I know it was no, for me, I was, I was stable, but it was mental dealing with it. You know that, right. And so, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I called you from the shore after my operation and my heart rate was elevated and I'm like, Dang, I don't know what to do, you know. <sighs> yeah. it's, not, it's not high enough to go to the hospital, but it's going high, and you're like, throw that watch away. I said, throw throw that Fitbit or the <laughs> I, Apple Watch right in the trash, you know, because yeah. that for you, uh, you know, it'll drive you crazy, right? Um, right. That's what people are saying to me. Oh, dude, you should, you know, you can be all hacked, hooked up, so you'll know exactly what's going on. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I, I do not want that. I don't want that because I'll obsess with that. You know, and I know, like, you know, it ta- it took me many, many years to, gr- and I don't like to use the word grow comfortable with, but just be accustomed. Is that the po- possible, in the proper way to say that? Uh, yeah. That you know what you got. And then, you know, I mean, remember the time we were up at Malvern, that, re- that uh, retreat, mm-hmm. right? The religious retreat. Yeah. 
and I was like, every little, every little fluck, you know, flutter of the heart, you know what I mean? Every little like beat mm-hmm. skip, oh, oh, what was that? You go nuts. You drive yourself bananas. Yeah. And, and yeah. after so many years of doing that, you know, you just, just find this kind of groove and you just, and also a mindset changes as well. You, you get, I think, and you'll get this, you get accustomed to understanding that, that, that fallacy of control that we all think that we have in our lives. Well, when you get in health <laughs> adversity, you understand, whoa, wait a minute. That truly, we are not in control. It, that's an illusion. And we go every day. And that's when you start, people start changing, right? And I know you got it. I got it. There's other people who've got it, who got it and who get it in regards to, you understand the fragility of life. You understand what a gift each and every day is. And then you become this hyper mindful type of person, right? That kind of sticks out in society <laughs> as like, geez, man, you're very appreciative yeah. of that, that little branch <laughs> over there, <laughs> but look at it. That's a gift from God. You know, like people don't get it. They, they take, they take the simple things for granted. And I know you don't, you know, so, but yeah, I'm glad I'm you're good, yeah, buddy. I'm grateful to be here. You remember when I got home from the hospital, I was in for a long time because mm-hmm. I had a kidney and. And three weeks later, a heart. So that yeah. I was opened up in a couple of different places. And, and my recovery wasn't easy Mm-mm. because of going back in and coming back out with this. They couldn't control the aphid. <laughs> and I was craving tasty cake pies. And you came in with a truckload. <laughs> I don't know why I, I was, but I was. Hey, man, you're craving the lemon tasty cake pie. We're going to hook you up. And I think I bought every lemon tasty cake that they every lemon tasty cake pie they had there. I don't know how many brought I brought over. I brought all over a lot. I think that was too funny, man. I, it was like twenty you know, of them, wasn't, wasn't it? I, yeah, I wasn't sleeping right, so I would I'd go to bed and sleep a little bit, and then three a.m. I wake up, come down to watch TV, and uh, grab a lemon tasty cake pie. Grab a lemon tasty cake pie. <laughs> Hey man, that's what Fred. Yeah, never mind the, the sugar content that I'm sure it's in the in the pie. I don't know. Who knows how many carbs that is too? Yeah, it's got to well, be up there. Me, they said, stay away from caffeine, stay away from mm-hmm. salt. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll eat a pie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, like you know, I I've noticed like uh, I like coffee, right? And I like tea too. And I have switched over to decaf. But even a an eight ounce cup of decaf coffee or a, t- a tea or even coffee, I believe still contains eight milligrams of caffeine. So you're not like caffeine totally yeah. free. And right. and then you throw some sugar in there. It could be a little jump start, but mm-hmm. it's a long way away from uh, pounding the Mountain Dews, you know, doing a, doing a mal route and uh, knocking down a couple Mountain Dews from Arby's. Dews, <laughs> I used to drink this drink, uh, and it, and it had the natural guarana or stuff in it. The raw guarana. <laughs> Remember that, dude? It's called Celsius. I used to go to the vitamin shop. They knew me. Uh, People in there knew me. Hey, man, how you doing? Well, you remember, we won't mention the name, but the uh, uh, homeopathic product pharmaceutical company that would yeah. bring in samples for us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, here, try this. Yeah. And I know the one was... That was raw guarana, right? Nature's own guarana, yeah. Nature's, nature's own raw guarana. <laughs> was it? But was it, I don't know if it wasn't nature. We won't say the brand name. I don't think it was that. It no, was actually. It was actually was like the, yes, yeah. but it was actually like pure, you know, pure, um, you know, like not processed type of stuff, all mm-hmm. natural, really good stuff. 
And yeah. uh, I, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how <laughs> right? far it is. Do, right do, do we say just wow? <laughs> Yo, the next day I come in, I look at you and you're like, <laughs> you're just yeah. like, uh, did you take that stuff, Tone? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, brother. That was hilarious. Yeah. I was hilarious, man. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, remember taking the health products and just trying. Yo, you had mentioned, remember listening to Dr. Jim Corey? Um, and that, I, don't know was, what, I don't know what passed the, what made me think of him, but I was like thinking about a radio show, you know, and mm -hmm. like, well, what was the name of that show we used to listen to? Cause he'd be mm -hmm. like, yeah, man, well, we'll get you down here, go to the gym, yep. I'll evaluate you, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he was just, he was really good. I, I know so many people who used to listen to him and, uh, you know, it was so knowledgeable, right? You know, just, uh, yeah, and I know we yeah. used to listen to a lot of the things that he would say. That, well, I mean, after you, after you texted me the name, I looked it up and said, you know, he, he worked with the Flyers and the Eagles yes. and a couple of different big mm -hmm. guys. And then you Rick had McLeach, yeah. Rick McLeach, Gordy Howe, some other people. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. You know, he was, he was very popular radio show. A lot of, a lot of, I, and dude, was he, just regional or did, was he nationwide? Was he, was he, uh, no, I think he was local. He had a yeah. gym in Cherry Hill. He mm -hmm. had this gym in Cherry Hill. Right. And he broadcasted from 12th and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but nowadays like a guy with a show like that, they would take him, you know, across oh, wow, country. And even though, yeah. you know, he, you know, he would be broadcast out of Cherry Hill. He was such a good, that was a good show, man. So, and, that, yeah. and I'll tell you what too, you know, we paid attention to a lot of, I was the best shape of my life. I mean, that's absolutely with, with the dojo going on and all that type of stuff. We yeah. were, we were monsters, dude. <laughs> we were just, <laughs> what we were going through was fantastic. You know, with the, with the, with the sensei, the way yeah. he ran a class, that was not normal. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you this story? <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story? When, when I lived in, when I lived in Darby, I had a cleaning business. Right. And I would get home at two or three in the morning sometime. And every Monday was street sweeper day. So the whole block was lined on one side and I never had a parking place. Mm. And I was so tired. I would just park. I would just park on the other side and let the street sweeper go around it. But I got ticket. Right. I got so many tickets. They sent the constables. <laughs> they sent the constables after me. Right. Uh. And it, so talking about training. Right? right. So these two guys finally get a hold of me and they, they're going to take me down. And one of them was a pretty old guy. And he's like, yeah, we finally got you. I go, let me ask you something. He had a gun wearing a 38, right? I go, let me ask you something, man. If I tell you, I'm not going with you. Oh, what are you going to do? You're you going to use that gun and shoot me? Oh, my God. He goes, well, well, no, I'll just go out on the radio and call the police. And I'm like, well, all right, then I'll go with you. <laughs> you just had to test them, days, didn't you, Bob? Back in them days, the police, if they thought you were an idiot, they'd ride in the back seat and beat you. Well, you what do you call that? A little canoe ride over to the jail. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you get, how do you, he, did he look like that when you put I'm him like, in the car? Well, no. Was, I mean, that was the good know, old days, Bob. You know, when you didn't dare lip back and, you know, people will say, well, that's a violation of your rights and stuff. I, you know, I get that. You know, I, I get I it. I get it. But these, yeah. those were different times. You they know, there was it. flat out different times. I'm not justifying with that, but uh, th there was no discrimination 
in regards to who got the butt beaten. If you no, were, right. if you were, a, you know, a wise ass, excuse me, wise, but whatever, you got yeah. it, you know, you, you, you know, it, and yeah. you know, <laughs> a little militant there, but uh, it, it was what it was. It's not like, you know, we're not condoning it or anything like that, but that's how it was, you know? So, right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. And I was, I was kind of being a wise ass. I shouldn't have been, but. But, but still, we finally were, got you. Oh, me, you know? gee. Uh, <laughs> the big ticket man. Here We got him. See, there see, it is. Back, back, back then, they couldn't take your license for a non-moving violation. Uh, now, they since changed it over the years. Mm-hmm. But that was that would piss the judge off. And then, he, you know, he finally put me on a payment plan. I had to pay. I had to pay a lot of money back. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep, though. Can't you understand? <laughs> oh, I'm telling them. I work night work. Like a, it's just as like you seem like a nice enough guy. I go, well, what am I supposed to do? I'd have to block six blocks away. Right. Right. <laughs> they should have dismissed all the tickets is what they should have done. You're actually a working guy. You're out there working. Yeah. Oh, what a world. I mean, it was just that little area. You went around my car and <laughs> not like the street wasn't getting clean. <laughs> right. Our neighborhood, they'd have the, uh, like the street cleaner. And then they'd have a woman. Um, she wasn't even a police uh, officer, but she, they had a woman in a car, in a, driving the police yeah. car, just following the treats, street sweeper. So yeah, she was writing that. tickets. Like, Same thing, yeah. It, it, was she even allowed to write tickets? <laughs> you know, do you have sure. to, do you have to, can anyone write a ticket? You know? like lovely Rita meter, man. Yeah, lovely Rita. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, I, I can go on about this. I know you, you probably, people were like, how can you go on with this? There was a guy that used to stalk people where my kids went to school. He'd stalk, like he'd hide his car and be like behind people's other cars and like in people's driveways to hopefully see a violator. You know, you got a mom pulling up with three little kids in a van, right? And she's just trying to get her kid. And then you'd have Rita. I called him Rita. This guy hated me, but I, cause I actually called him Rita. Like that was my name for him. And he just couldn't deal with that. And then one time he's flying through, he's flying through the school zone. It's what, five, 15 miles an hour? The kids are getting out and he, Reed is flying through the school zone. And I yell at him and he puts his window. What did you say? I said, in so many words, slow down. The speed limit's 15. You're not a cop. And didn't he had some yeah. choice words for me. I said, listen, you want to meet me over to the police station? We can go talk about it to the chief. But you don't have any right flying through a speed a, a a school zone when little kids are getting out trying to give somebody a ticket. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, I was. I'm yeah. feeling. Like, I'm sounding like Mr. Wilson, dude. <laughs> What's happening with us, man? Good old Mr. No, that's a dangerous job now. I mean, just yeah. last week, just a week ago, the guy in the city yeah. uh, writing tickets. Yep. The dude ran up behind him and yeah. shot him in the head. Dude, there's a lot. Like, there's you go. So you got that random shooting, right? Then you got the guy, poor guy, Temple grad student, uh, living down by Drexel. And, you know, they shot him. The guy walks right by him. Poor guy's just going home at night. And the guy turns around and, and, and basically assassinates him. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you have these other episodes where it's just these random shootings. And people were like, well, are they random? Seems like pretty random because there's not robbing anybody. It's one in the head or a couple on the back. And... And and running right. away, like what the heck is going on? You know, man? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if all this stuff is going to affect Temple's enrollment next year because 
this is getting really dangerous over here, man. Kids are getting, their apartments are getting robbed and, and firebombed. Oh, my God. Well, I, I guess I can talk about this. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, all right. So not long ago, my nephew was held at gunpoint. They broke into his house. He was a Temple oh. student. It was on the news. They yeah. held him at gunpoint, said they're going to, you know, kill him, going to do all this kind of stuff. Same with his girlfriend. They stole all their stuff. But the kid yeah. was terrorized. When someone's right. pointing a gun at you, you're terrorized. Yes, you are. And then, and then that was it. They roll, right? Thank God. Thank God, right? And that's the MO, what they do down there. What was it just recently yeah, they went in? Self, yeah. cell phones, all the electronics. Computers. Yeah, then I think they stole yeah. a car as well. You know, like, right. I don't know, man. But, I mean, Temple has a very large police force. You know, and, and even, yeah. like, my buddy was telling me when, when his daughter went there, they were showing you a map at night. And it was zoomed in on the city of a satellite map, and it was zoomed in on the city of Philadelphia. And this really bright area was Temple. It's very well lit, and they have yeah. a great police force. It's like well, these, people these are off campus. That's these what it is. They're hitting her off campus. Exactly. Like so, yeah. people don't realize like the Philadelphia Police Department, right? That yes, they are in charge of Philadelphia. However, there's departments that overlap with them. So they'll overlap with Drexel University's police and then University of Penn's police department and then Temple University's police department. So they all kind of unify into one large uh, police department. And these people that are doing this, these are not good people, right? They're people that are just out, you know, trying to do a lick and, and, and get away with uh, whatever they can get off of somebody. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. how it is. You know, um, right. it, it kind of comes with an urban environment when you have a, a university sometimes, but it just seems a lot of the different things seem a little bit more rampant, you know, in the city lately, you know, ramped up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a new study I mean, coming out, Bob. I don't Starbucks know if you. Is Starbucks is closing stores. Wawa, Wawa shut down stores. stores. When you have Man. convenience stores that are um, very much needed in a community, like people, like a lot of people don't have places, like they don't have a supermarket in a, in an urban area to go to. Right. Right. But if a, if a company believes in that area and they're going to come in and they're going to open up a, 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 a store to not, of course, they're out to make business. Right. You know, they're out to do business, but they're also provi providing a necessary service for the urban areas. Right. And then you have people that uh, from the from the community that are, you know, the less desirable, the undesirables. And they're coming in and they're doing things to the store. To, if, if it's bad enough that you are forcing a major corporation out of the city, that's a significant yeah. problem, you know, and that is not yeah. the people who are living in these urban environments that got to deal with this. You know, there's some great people, good people. Yeah. Most of the people yeah. are good people. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's what you hear for the first 10 minutes on the news right. is about the people who are running wild, right? And these good people that will have to live down there and deal with that. Yeah. You know, and they're living in, in, they're the ones in their houses hearing gunfire and knowing mm -hmm. that there's robberies going out there. I feel so bad for them people. I swear to God, I, I've always, I always have. And that's what angered me so much in regards to politics. We won't go there, but you know what I'm talking about? Like these people deserve better in urban environments, but it doesn't seem like they get it. 
not, not and they don't get what they're not getting that is what they deserve is what I'm trying to say. Not that they don't get it mentally, but they don't understand yeah. it. They're not getting getting the quality of life that they all deserve. And that right. that just infuriates me. And so where I'm going with that is, listen, you give politicians a long time to help you out. If it's not working, maybe a little bit of a change. I don't know. Okay, but if somebody's promising you this and that and this and that, and it's just not working, maybe you try something different. I don't know. I don't know what the yeah. answer is. I'm not living down there. Right? I have family down there. I have my yeah. children living down there. Not any longer, thank God, but they're going to school there. You know, we're, we're, we're very, even though we're in the suburbs here, we're very connected to the city. And uh, it's hard to watch, man. It's hard. to. And then you got the police officers down there and, and you know, doing their jobs. And how dangerous it is. I mean, yeah. How about that? How about watch? How about Washington D.C. coming up here and uh, looking for looking to recruit police officers to go down to down to D.C. And they said Philly's going to be doing the same thing. You're going to start seeing uh, commercials in Delaware and New Jersey for the Philadelphia Police Department. So it's, yeah. like, it's like they're 500 short. They're short, yeah. Yeah, and I think they they got 500 out maybe on injury, like waiting to come back. Cause you're talking a significant size police force. So you might say, Oh, right. 500. Yeah. But maybe they got 10,000 officers or more. Who knows? But, uh, they're already, they got the 500 down, I think from injury or like work related and in- injuries. And then there's still 500 short on top of that. But I, I mean, starting salary is like $60,000 a year. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of money. And then, but I think DC is making it like they're giving him a twenty thousand dollar bonus or something like that. Again, he's I'm not certain on these facts. I didn't know we were going to talk about something like this tonight, but um, they I think that's starting like seventy nine. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. But who wants to be a police officer these days? You, you, you know what I'm saying? Job. It's like I don't know, man. I, I hear people like I don't respect them, and you know, they'll say this and they'll say that. Who else is out there? You know, who else is out there helping you out? You know, yeah. and you and, and you can say, well, this guy, you know, they do this or they do that. That one, one, what did the Jackson, what, who was it, Jackson Five or the Osmond Brothers? One bad apple don't spoil, one bad <laughs> apple don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Oh, give me one more chance. One more chance. <laughs> give me one more chance. <laughs> oh, God, always goes the music, don't it? But no, I mean, you know what? Thankless job. Thankless job. You know, and again, I, you're dealing, so, it's interesting. You know, you're, you're not only a police officer, but you're a psychologist. You know, you're like uh, the judge and you're not, you're not going to be the jury out there, but you're trying to cut people a break. You're not out there trying. I, I don't know any cop that goes out there hoping to give people a hard time. You know, they're, they're like, <laughs> who wants to work harder, right? Mm-hmm. A police officer is no different. They would like to do their duty, do their patrol, get off, n- n- no yeah. arrest, not shooting at anybody if they, God forbid, they got to get into that situation because that's a nightmare in itself. I mean, I know. Yeah, poli- yeah, buddy. They used to have beat cops years ago. Right. Years ago. Yeah. They knew everybody in the neighborhood, yep. you know, and and they would trust this guy because mm-hmm. and they would go, you know, they would go, well, so and so was doing this. That's who did that, you know, because they knew he'd keep it that, private. That was that yeah. relationship. You know, yeah. like they knew, and I, in fact, I know a, a guy who was, he was a beat cop down in Chester, uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. he was a really nice guy, a super nice guy. Like if you met him, you'd be like, there is no way this guy's a police officer. He was <laughs> just, yo, how you do? like, but that was his gig. And he was a beat police officer and he'd walk the same beat and everybody knew him. But that is how you get connected to the neighborhoods where people right. want to talk, they'll talk with you. Like yeah. they don't, 
the good people when they're down there and they're being asked, hey, did you see anything? No. I get that. I get that. I get that. Because guess what? If you're living near gangsters and they're like, oh, look who's talking over there. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, They got to live there. It's just, it's so difficult for those folks down there, the good folks. It just, I feel really bad for them, you know? Uh, I don't know how it's ever going to get fixed in in society, but... uh, but also, I think you made up a good point, Bob, about having beat cops, you know, and I don't know, you know, patrols one thing, you know, when you're when you got a certain area and they see the same guy, but you're not having that dialogue. You know, it's not like, yo, what's going on, man? How's everything going? Everything going? You know, you're talking to the kids, you get to know the kids and the kids get to know you and you're growing up. I don't know if that's still a thing down there, you know, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know, brother. So I don't know if they can afford the, the cops to walk the beats. I mean, yeah. yeah, so much, you know. I know. So much yeah. And and you know, they asked, you know, they have these meetings with uh, the community, you know, well, let's let's have your input. What what you know, what can we do to stop gun violence and stuff like that? And you know, there there's a whole lot of anti folks, you know, anti gun. And I get it, you know. I mean, and they're and they're, you know, pressing that for legislation to cu- cut back on guns. But yeah. and again, I'm not condoning it. I but I would say 99 percent of the people that I know personally, my friends all carry and you know, I don't carry I don't have one I know you do <laughs> I mean if you don't I don't know if you want me to disclose that or not but uh you want that in or out can I take want me to take that no, out I, I, yeah, yeah. Every now and then I have it with me, you everybody know? I know dude is is packing and you know they've never robbed anybody they've never you know committed a crime with it in fact where were you the other night dude I, you know there was, a, there was some sirens going on were you out by any chance with the committing something <laughs> but no you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying like they're Guns, personally, they scare me, you know what I mean, because of the potential of, of what can yeah. happen, and you know, and if it's not there, but, you know, simultaneously, if it's not there and someone's pointing one at you, you, you know what I mean, it's it's a tough choice, you know, but, oh. yeah, again, I, I don't have one, so I'm not going to add any more opinions, but these folks down there, they were talking to me, maybe that's a solution, I don't know what the solution is, but dialogue, cert- excuse me, dialogue certainly is, and when you're afraid of the police department, um, well, a that's, lot, of, a lot yeah. of the guns used <clears throat> in the crimes aren't from legitimate gun owners. They're, yeah. they're like 3Ds, and then they buy uh, they buy parts to make it a working gun. And, yeah, they're print, you know, the ghost guns and printing them out and stuff like that. And there's, uh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty sophisticated in that, and, uh, you know, stolen guns. Yeah, I mean, and now, I mean, you, you do periodically see, you know, the gun that was uh, stolen from a, from a parent or a family member and then used in a crime or an accidental shooting or something like the that. Ones, I mean, the ones that are, I mean, the local crime and the, and the people that are shooting, you know, in the city, the ones that are buying the guns legit and using them are the guys that are hitting like schools. The, yeah. The mass guys are the, the ones that are buying it legit and pop, 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 pop. Which is just, <laughs> and, and I, shooting. and I get that. You know, you you know, you're concentrating on assault weapons, right? We got to ban assault weapons. I get that. I, I get yeah. what they're talking about. And then they put, you know, try to let get leg- legislation going in regards to high capacity clips, and it's the AR-15 that they're after. Like, who needs that type yeah. of of weapon? I understand all that, you know. And then right. and then right. they're the ones that are getting the attention when they walk into a mall or a school or something like that, and it's horrific because it's a horrific thought, and it's 
ironically, nothing new that we haven't heard here, you know, with the Sylvia Seagrass situation way back at the Springfield Mall in the, oh what yeah. was that, 70s or 80s? 80s. You I know, think. I mean, um, that was just incredible. Like, And what a shock. And nowadays, yeah. you know, you, we hear about it in an instant with social media and it's just, uh, we get details and sometimes we get video and it just makes it even that much more horrific. And it is yeah. justifiably horrific without a doubt. Right. And, and, but all simultaneously what's happening in a lot of these urban environments, if you look at the, the body count each weekend, Monday, or excuse me, Friday, Saturday night, just in some of these big cities, it surpasses some of these numbers. And that has, I am not saying that to uh, diminish the seriousness of these other assaults. It's all horrific. But if you're going to be looking at one thing, that's what I'm saying. That's where the blinders are. Oh, we're going to ban assault weapons. How about folks that are having, you know, stolen weapons or that type of stuff? That's where the seriousness has to, you know, be uh, more attainable. Is that correct? I mean, am I missing the yeah, point here? Yeah. You know what I'm trying right. to say here? Like, it's yeah. all a problem. It's not just one little problem over here. And simultaneously, you know, if you you have the right to own, you know, the, the bare arms. And again, dude, I know you got everybody. I have them. They don't happen to be in my house, you know, but uh, they're in a safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're in a safe at my lawyer's house. <laughs> Does that yeah. make any sense? And a, and a yes. And jar on Funkin' Wagnall's front porch. Oh, Jesus. You remember Johnny Carson? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, dude. It's just uh, someone asked me. In fact, it was a friend from Europe. They're like, yeah, well, you know, you have a gun problem over there. I mean, yeah, we, we have 300 million handguns or something. Again, I'm, I'm not exactly certain about that statistic, but what, what do we have, like 350 million American citizens? And I think we have, there's 300 million handguns, and then that's not even mentioning, you know, regular weapons. That, I don't th- I don't see that ever going away. I mean, they could, but they'll, they'll say, well, look at Australia. No, Australia, everybody had to turn their weapons in. Um. Huh. And then also you're talking Europe. Yeah, they don't have that problem, but they, if somebody, and we talked about this, I think maybe off the air, but uh, if someone wants to hurt somebody, they're going to find any means possible to do it. You know, my uncle was a victim, but he was a victim Uh of a knife stabbing. You know, he murdered in in, in Philly. It wasn't a gun. Mm -hmm. So if someone is, is is trying to do it, you know, they're going to use, again, I almost sound like I'm diminishing or demean, you know, like uh, downplaying the seriousness. I'm not. I don't mean it that way. It's just, I think it's futility. I mean, I'm just sitting here. It's very frustrating. You know what I mean? To, to see this type of violence happening in the world today. And my question to you, Bob, now here's one for you. Is it worse now or, or has it always been that way? That way we just never really heard about it. I, I think it's worse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> you used to get these bizarre stories in that, Remember, inquiring minds want to know. Mm-hmm. The National Enquirer would get these offbeat stories. Like scientists walks down, scientists walking down the streets, head explodes like that, like that one. <laughs> yeah, that dog boy yeah. walks into uh, a donut shop asking for uh, treats. Yeah, they always had the wolf boy. Yeah, wolf he boy, was good for right. He was always good there. You know, teen raised by wolves, <laughs> and they tell you the skinny kid with a scraggy beard and stuff. <laughs> Kind of like Bigfoot, you know, you can uh, see him in the back, but yeah, you never really saw him. You we got the best him. cameras in, in the world nowadays, right? You'd think somebody <laughs> we, we spot in Bigfoot somewhere. I've seen some people yeah. who look like Bigfoot, but uh, 
I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it's a crazy world okay. right now. I was watching uh, Ancient Aliens, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're talking about aliens living under city and all this stuff. And there's there's a whole probably city of people that we don't know about. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I well, I, you know, we know that the 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 ocean is basically undiscovered, right? It's they haven't really gotten to the nitty gritty about the, the depths of the ocean and what's down there yeah, and stuff. Right, right. Who knows? You know, I, I just got done watching. Here's an interesting one. The other night I had caught, maybe it was uh, UTV or I forget what it was called. Uh, the X-Files. <laughs> I watched a couple yeah, episodes oh God, of the X. I loved that show. And so I, I sat here tonight and I'm like, you know what? I actually like it this afternoon, late this afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to put the X-Files on. And I watched season one, episode one. And it was really cool. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. look at it. You know, yeah. it's all about, you know, that's basically what it's about. Is it? Is it real? Is it not? And it's kind of cool. <laughs> Cancer Man was there. He was, you know, the introduction of Cancer Man and Aaron and Scully and Mulder are getting to meet each other. And they're investigating. And, you know, that the, the people behind it, they got uh, Scully in there purposely to kind of spy on Mulder. The whole night, it was, it was kind of really cool. I mean, I, I like the show. I'm going to watch it all the way through. I don't know how far I'll get, but... Uh, it's a good I show. Saw, I saw one where a guy could control lightning bolts through. His oh head. yeah, yo, <laughs> guess what? And guess what shirt he's wearing when he's sitting on top of the garage? I don't know if you remember that. This is how uh, weird my memory is, right? A vandals t-shirt. <laughs> vandals. A what? A vandals t-shirt. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's that was the episode. He was the lightning kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Oh man. Yeah, it was a good show. Do you, do you remember the series uh, Leonard Nimoy used to host in search of? In search of, right? Mm-hmm. There was a TV series, and every week they'd be like, "In search of Noah's Ark, in search of, <laughs> you know, Bigfoot, in search of, you know, these are all these obscure things, you know." So, what do you think, dude? Is there is there life? Outside of the uh, of our universe, are there extraterrestrials? Well, I I I mean I don't think so. <laughs> what? Who knows? You know. Do you have to realize that we are but a grain of sand in the existence of? Uh, well, of well, what's how do we say this? How do we say that? Bink the vast vast universe. The, the vastness. There's a word that Bink uses, and I always laugh. I'm like, what's that word, Bink? And he just says, <laughs> I can't remember. But from what we can even see, you know, and what we don't know that exists, we're just a grain of salt, a grain of sand, man, in uh, our whole universe. So if you think of it that way, the expanse of that, like that we can't even conceive how, like where it ends or where, you know, it stops. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just this incredibly vast place that we live in. Yeah. Right. It'd be kind of naive to think that we're the only ones. And, and I, you know, you can't, I'm not saying, I'm saying life forms, right? I'm not saying uh, somebody who looks just like us and acts like us and thinks like us, you know, a human being. But when we say life, that could be a microbe or, or something, you know, some type of, uh, you know, yeah, other type of being in a, in a different state. You know, uh, who knows? I don't know. Hey, I, I think me, there's a possibility. What was it that Amadeus Wolfgang, uh, who was that? Mozart? Yep. 
didn't he like to look through poop? Wasn't that, wasn't that one of his He did. <laughs> you never know what you're finding there. I mean, was he going to discover a new universe in there? I was wondering. Well, you never know. <laughs> and, and that was kind of like before microscopes, too. What yeah. was he? What was he looking for? <laughs> well, oh the my thing that we say is missing now. Better dog nutrition. Yeah, the white, uh, the white dog caca. The, the white dog. Football. You remember that? I mean, you would see that all over the place. You, you and, yeah. and, and as male man, male men, male people, male persons, maybe we more we were more uh, aware of like where not you, stepping in someone's stepping. poop, yeah, right? Because you're right. a male man, right? And you're you're avoiding <laughs> landmines all day long. That's what you do from lawn to lawn to lawn. And then you're seeing a lot of this dog dirt that happened to be like crusty and white, which you don't see anymore. So, like you said, maybe that is. Uh, a part of better nutrition? The, the days of Alpo and kennel racing are gone. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I forget we, the, oh, we don't know, we, folks. We don't know if if Alpo and kennel racing was actually causing that. But uh, I'm trying to remember what my dog used to eat. They, we, they were these uh, these little burger patties that weren't real burger patties, and they looked like they had like little cheese in them. Excuse me, and you broke them up and you put them in the bowl. You know, they were wrapped in cellophane. I don't even remember what that, that stuff was called. But my dog used to eat, used to eat those. Excuse me. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Well, my cat, they, my cats eat like kings. You know, they get the... Uh, you know, you know the cats, they eat till they're full and they're done, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, they're not going to eat like a... Just because you have a whole plate there. Oh, my dog, my cat will. My, my, like a dog, like a dog my will. Kitty does. Skull fighter. He, he will, he's a yeah. human, he's a human dog cat. He will eat, he will eat whatever I have on my plate. Like it's that mm. bad. Like he wants, it's not like he doesn't want <laughs> pasta, that type of stuff. He's after fish, which is a smart yeah. cat. He wants salmon, sure. right? He wants mm. chicken. He wants uh, turkey burgers. He wants all the good yeah. stuff. You know, he knows what he <laughs> wants and I'll give him a little bit of it. And then we wonder why is his 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 number twos human size? <laughs> it's like oh. his cat is killing us, man. But say like say like normally, right? If you put a week's worth of food out, yeah, they so, won't wolf that all down, no. But a dog would. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll put like <laughs> we put. Eat it throws up. Yeah, but my my cat when it, kitty when it comes to wet food, he's all over it. Like, and, you know, they, they get two different bowls, right? The other cat gets his own bowl. This one gets his bowl. But the other cat is, like, he's the fastest eater I've ever seen, first of all. He'll sit there, and he'll hit it for, like, maybe a minute and a half, two minutes, and then he starts, he'll, with his right paw or his left paw, he starts pawing at the floor, and he walks away. <laughs> Whereas then Kitty looks over, and he's wolfing his down, right? And then he's like, bam. He jumps on over and finishes what the the first cat didn't eat. I'm telling you, he, he just, you know, so we'll t I'll take that up off the floor sometimes. I'm like, dude, if you want it later, go sit in front of the refrigerator, and then I'll see that, and I'll give you more. And that's exactly what we do now. But the dry food is out. Um, it's basically, it's always out. You know, and they don't really graze. They'll eat that in the middle of the night sometimes. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not like they're gorging them. But just, just Kitty will gorge himself on wet food. He doesn't know when to stop. Maybe that's because he sees us eating all the time. He's like, I want to do what they do. 
You know, crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have any cats anymore, do you? No, no. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I liked the cats I had, but, or, you know, one got killed by a car. I bought them for my daughter out of the same litter. And mm. one got killed early. I had the other one for a long time. Mm. But, I, you know, she started dating my son-in-law, who's my now son-in-law. He couldn't even come in the house. His throat mm. would close. Off. Yeah. He couldn't even breathe getting near a cat. So. Yeah, I have a... I guess you call them the allergies, man, with the eyes going and the sniff. You hear me sniffing right now. They're sitting right next to me. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> that bothered me, but I, I don't know. I, I just love these cats. Like when I'm away, it's, 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 it's like that kitty, like I love them both, but kitty's like my buddy. Like he's the one that like, I personally rescued that one. So, uh, you know, he, he ran out of the room and wrapped himself around my leg. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm not yet. I can't get rid of this dude. Right. But, uh, you know, it's like. When I'm when I'm away, I really miss this cat. It's it's crazy, you know. It's going to be. I'll tell you, it's going to be a tough one. I know they only live a certain amount of years, man. But this is going yeah. to. It's like I've had animals that passed away. So this guy is going to be tough with this guy because he is like. Oh, he, yeah, I this mean, one be 15 years old. Uh, wow. Well, I hope I get 15 out of kitty. You know, both of them I do. <laughs> but uh, he, this guy is like, it's going to be rough. I mean, and I get, I get when I never got it before, but I get how people say, I mean, that my pet is like, a, is like a kid. It's part of the family. I totally get mm -hmm. that. I totally get that because yeah. ours are, you know, and then, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, you know, we can segue into something. I know what I want to talk about. It remind me about weddings and stuff like that. I want to mention something like that. But, uh, when you got pets and then God forbid something happens to them, then you're going to the vet. And you're like, mm -hmm. well, you know, the vet's like, oh, you know, look, he's, he needs this operation, you know, five grand or whatever. Like, you know, you're like, what, where am I going to get that? And now your little buddy's looking at you with the little puppy dog eyes or the little kitty, mm -hmm. kitten eyes. And it's like, what do you do? And I think that's a problem for a lot of people. Like, what do you do? You, yeah. you, you know, like, you, like, what if the cat or what if a cat's, you know, eight years old or 10 years old? And you're like, whoa, man, but it could go 15 years. Like, and what if you don't have that money? That's it. And, and you could say, well, a lot of people get pet insurance. And I'm looking into that right now, actually. But uh, that in itself is still, with two cats, you're talking probably 35 to 40 bucks a month. That's a lot of money. Like, and you might be saying, well, not for a lot, not for me or whoever. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. And then on top of that, you're still talking food and stuff like that. So, and, but here we go. What if that situation yeah. happens and suddenly I don't have insurance? And it's a, a five or ten thousand dollar process, you know, to get this cat back going. What do you yeah. do? That's horrible. I just seen somebody go through that recently, man. I mean, I don't even, I'm not even going to say the amount that it cost them, but that was their. They loved their pet. It was part of the family, and they did uh -huh. their best. And the, and the, and the pet still didn't make it. It's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, so yeah, you know, and and I I don't want to be that guy who thinks, oh man, well, a veterinarian's out to make money, and you know. They know this. They know people are going to, well, listen, that is their job to do their best for you, you know, and I'm sure they'd work with you, I guess. I don't know. I hope I never know. I don't want to know. You know, I don't ever want to know that, you know, but it's probably you coming know, for, you know, if you got a pet, you know, you know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, if you put out, could you imagine how much money a month you could put out just for protective services like car shield, pet insurance, oh. computer, so. Uh, everything's uh, with that other thing bait unlock you know yes something lock. <laughs> well i just got a, a notice got a, a letter 
someone was trying to open a, a credit card. Oh, we had to deny it because they couldn't verify it was you. Well, thank God, because it wasn't me. So I had to go into this couple accounts, and I just canceled these accounts flat out. Uh, I'm not going to get into details, but that stuff's out there. So I remember I had the uh, that protective service, you know, I mean, over, I forget what it's called. And that was like, yeah, I, yeah, and I think that one... I think that was 25 bucks a month. Um, oh, yeah. And But you add all this type of stuff up that you're paying. The things that you yeah. pay for is just crazy. Yeah. And then you only make X amount of money. Like, what? when do you say no? And, you know, yeah, I, right. you know I just want to talk about this real quick. You know, we were talking about weddings the other night uh, when I was out in Lancaster, you know, seeing our friends, our mutual friends. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you walk in a restaurant. Right. Or you say, Hey, I want to, I want to rent a hall. And a ton of people are going to get this. What I'm talking about. Oh, I want to want to Oh yeah. What's the occasion? Oh, I'm just going to have a party. Uh, I'm going to have a 50th birthday party. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. Could you tell me how much that will cost? Yeah. Be, uh, let's see here. Like 30 bucks a head, you know, and how many people were you thinking about having? Oh, let's just call it hundred, 150 people. Okay. $30 a head. Uh, it may it be $40 a head. If you're going to have an open bar with that or whatever, I don't know if I'm high or low. I don't know. Okay. But I do know it's not a hundred to $150 a head. As soon as you mention the W word wedding, <laughs> you, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening to right. all this talk going on recently. You know who, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I got half a mind to go rent this place and just say I'm having a party. For a 50th birthday party. Okay. And what if a wedding breaks out? (laughs) What's it matter? We're putting the decorations up. You got me? What the hell's it matter? You say the W word. Wedding. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So what are you getting? What are you getting for... If you that you didn't do, let's even push that up to fifty bucks ahead for your little party, your fiftieth party. What are you getting for fifty? What are you getting for the hundred and fifty that you're not getting for fifty? It's the right. same food. It's the same venue. Yeah, it, it just burns me. Yo, as but Bink would say, nice, it chaps nice my butt. <laughs> Big deal. You put some white linens on it. You know how many linens you can buy for for fifteen thousand dollars? Yeah, it just get you. You say the wedding word out there. To photographers, to DJs, everything. It suddenly goes through the roof. Everything goes through the roof. Wedding. Ching, ching. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just nuts. And then that, that conversation segued to uh, tuition for different universities. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and look, nobody, because they were talking about the, the the Forgiveness Act, right? Biden wants to pass his forgiveness loan, loan forgiveness, right? For the federal loans. Yeah. For, uh, you know, for, for, uh, tuition. And so, mm-hmm. hey, hey, personally, if it was passed, it would save my kids a fortune. Right. But yeah. here's what one of my, well, I'm not even going to go there. Here's what somebody else I know said, which I totally agree with. Nobody forced my kids or their kids or anybody's kids to sign at the dotted line and purchase yeah. and purchase, because that's what you're doing. Purchasing your education. Nobody yeah. forced my kids or anybody else's kids to go to college and to do that. They knew the price up front. They purchased, yeah. a, they bought a product 
And that product was a piece of paper that says suddenly you're smarter than you were four years ago. I mean, that's just how it is. And I'm not trying to to diminish that, demean that, whatever. But do we forgive that type of stuff? I mean, it's the, listen, you want to really get down to it? It's the government. They print their own money. (laughs) So like, for real, right? Like, we don't have it. Go print some more money. Is there a check? Listen, you're talking trillions of dollars, right? And you could say, well, we're paying that in our taxes. Yeah. They're going to print more of it, too. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I don't know, dude. I think I'm just going kooky, man. I don't know. I I I saw a guy on there. I saw a guy. He was at the Congress. Yeah. He was at his Congress person's meeting Mm. and they were talking about supporting. He said, how? Why are you supporting loan forgiveness? He goes, I work two jobs to get my daughter through. Mm-hmm. And I did it the right way. Right. What, what, why, you know? What so what does that person, what, what does that person get back? Like, yeah. you know, like, so they did it the hard way and the right way, you, you know, and it cost them, crud, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. What are they getting back? So theoretically, you can look at it, they're getting penalized for doing it right, you know, Um, because maybe their kids didn't qualify in for the uh, subsidized and unsubsidized uh, loans that the federal government will give you when you're applying for education. And it's just, I don't know what the right hand, dude, again, I'm trying not to make sense. I can't possibly make sense of the world today. We're just venting here, right? (laughs) We're not solving the world's problems. We're just discussing them a little bit, right? Yeah, give me a point of view. Yeah, just a little point of view. I don't know. These are my frustrations. This is what we. This is what I talked about over the past uh, week and a half today with different people, just talking about all of this type of stuff. It's just uh, I don't know, man. It's a crazy world. And then meanwhile, you got uh, and it's kind of like on the back burner. We were talking about you know Congress and stuff like that and what they're passing, and they were asking uh, with the new Republican leadership, would they be approving? Um, support for the Ukrainians. And, you know, because that's the big thing, right? People are like, oh, they're not going to, the Republicans aren't going to, you know, help out the Ukrainians, stuff like that. And what the Republican leadership is, uh, what we're going to do is not on the same day give you a, a thousand page uh, that you got to go through to find that one little section about 40 billion in, uh, you know, in aid to uh, Ukraine. Uh, and, and the other 150 billion going other places. It's going to be a bill that's going to directly say, okay, it's this it, whole entire bill, not any pork fat in there. This is what's going to actually go. So a little bit of transparency. And and somebody would say, oh, whoa, 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 you're taking one side here. No, um, but that's how if you're going to if you're going to present uh, a bill that is that important and that is ARP tax money going out. Then I want full discretion or discrepancy. Is that what do you what do you call it? Disclosure. Excuse me. I want full uh-huh. disclosure on how much that money is and where exactly is it going, and then is it getting to where it needs to go? You know. So yeah. it's just a yeah. this is a whole this whole thing over there is a mess right now. What's going on with that? I don't yeah. know. That's that's right. just scary stuff. You know. Man. Like right now, tanks are rolling and and there's this discriminant bombing of the of these cities. Just rockets just landing and obliterating their infrastructure, basically bombing their own people back into the Stone Age is what's happening yeah. right now. And like they want that territory, why are they destroying it? If those are, if he sees them as Russian folks, like Russian people, 
Yeah. Is that the way you liberate your friends? Hey, Bob, I'll be right over, you know, and destroy yeah. everything. And then I'll see if you're still there and I'll rescue you. I mean, really? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a mess, that character. Yeah. And we look at this yeah. and we can go back all the way back to the first thing that we said on the beginning of this podcast about waking up and have nothing but love for people and love them for love yeah. for, for life and love just to, you know, just being excited for the new day. I'm feeling blessed. And we took a hard look at the world around us right now and the problems that a lot of us are encountering, you know, like uh, the cost of things. It's, there's it's, a, there's hmm. a song that reminds me and it's still relevant today, but it was made in the seventies called wake up everybody. Hmm. Did you ever hear it? Um, wake up everybody time to teach a new way yes yes very good song <laughs> yeah yeah we talk i think we may have talked about that in an earlier episode i may have played that or if not i definitely listened to it on my own you had told me okay. about it yeah i don't know yeah. man it reminds me back of that uh what the world needs now is love sweet love you know what i'm saying that song yeah and yeah. it's just uh phew, man Imagine world peace, Bob. <laughs> Remember I that know. bumper sticker? Imagine world mm-hmm. world peace, and someone then yeah. made a bumper sticker. Imagine world peace. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's 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 yeah. it's like almost uh, that mindset you can go back into the '60s about just wanting to see peace and peace, love, and understanding for everybody. And man, when do I yeah. need that? Nothing more than now. All of that just sad. It's just I don't know. I don't know, and I and I find myself. Uh, you feel helpless, right? And, you yeah. know, people people said, you know, that'll never happen again. What we learned from World War II, that will never happen again. We cannot let that happen again. And what's happening over there? Right. In the 21st century, it's happening again. Yes. You know, and here's a question for you. Again, we're just playing what ifs here and we're just like talking hypothetically. If Trump's in office, does Putin come across the border? Yeah, my, I I don't think so, though. Mm. <laughs> but, I don't think he does either. I don't think he does. Well, he knows Trump's unstable. I mean, just look at the, some of the stuff he said this past week. I mean, you, you know, something about the Constitution and this. And yeah, that, he wants to change. Know. He wants to change the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, come I on. Mean, uh, that was the one. He th- steps on his own toes every damn time. Well, that was the one thing that. I kind of, you see, I vote differently, right? Like I vote, I can't get myself into trouble here. I vote with my, with the country and with my family at the forefront of my concerns. Yeah. Okay. So that's that we're talking about job opportunities, the economy, um, who's best to manage the economy, about the defense of the country, who best can manage that. And here's how I saw, um, excuse me. Here's how I saw Trump in regards to Putin. When they said, when Trump said, like, when, and it wasn't his exact words, or somebody might say, yes, it was, and here it is, how he admired Putin. I think what he meant by that is maybe the way Putin, how can I say this? How many times did I say, how can I say this tonight? <laughs> I think he admired the, the, uh, the respect that Putin gets from his people. And I don't think it's respect. I think it's actually fear, right? Mm-hmm. But if they, if he, if they, he says something and he does something, people know this guy 
is unpredictable. Okay. And maybe that's the word I'm searching for unpredictable. And that is exactly when Trump was doing all these outlandish things that were like totally bizarre. We talk about that. Like, what is this guy doing? What is he saying? Totally bizarre, totally unpredictable in a way, in a way. Now I'm not talking about offending fellow Americans, right? Or offending or offending the left. I'm not a fan of that. Like we, you, if you're the president, you're the president for both the left and the right. Sorry. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. And once you get into office, you respect everyone because we are all the citizens of this country flat out. I don't want to, I don't even budge on that one. Okay. So if you're a president and you happen to be far right or far left, you have to understand you are our leader. You're all of our president. And in that way, conduct yourself properly. I like that. Now, that's one thing I really disagree with, with Trump in that that regards. But what I thought was interesting is I'm wondering is, is this a method of madness where he was just putting out that little bit of an outlandish behavior because he wants to be seen as unpredictable as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they don't want to, they, they're, you know, these different countries are adversaries, right, our enemies. What do they yeah. do, right? They In the think tanks, they study and they analyze, and they're going back and they're watching every interview that Trump ever did or Biden ever did. He said this. He said that. He acted this way to this scenario. Folks, it would, it would blow our mind how they have that broken down and how they can predict what he may do or what the, a leader might say in regards to whatever topics. It's beyond what we can think of. I would, I would hope so. If it's not, then there's a problem. But I would think that an, analy- an analyst uh, job, that's what they do. So if you're doing that for with a guy like Trump, wouldn't he be considered a wild card? Like, I would think he would be. Like, he would be unpredictable to the point where I think he would be so unpredictable that Putin would possibly not make a move. Now, here's my problem. What's happening with Taiwan? You don't even hear about what's going on over there. But right. it, China said it's not if, but when. Yeah. They're going to re-annex Taiwan. That, to me, is scary as heck. Because, you know, it's in the Taiwan Straits, right? Between Taiwan and mainland China. (laughs) A significant amount of U.S. military vessels. They said said they're playing chicken every day. Every day. (laughs) Every stinking day. (laughs) And we don't talk about that. You don't hear about that. These are the things that are, you know, when these these folks that are going out there and you see them come home every once in a while wearing military uniforms, those are the folks on the front lines, you know, and that's what they're doing, and they're and they're trying to protect us and keep us safe. We were everywhere tonight, yeah. buddy. <laughs> were yeah, we not? Know, were we not everywhere? I feel better. <laughs> I don't know why. We vented. I vented. I don't know. Again, I, I didn't come up with any solutions, to anything, and I just didn't. Uh, we're just talking about stuff, right? But this is this is just a nothing, you know, like just a blip of what's actually happening out there. It's a, it's just a scary world. But simultaneously, waking up with peace, love within our hearts, it's a good thing, right? A joyous yeah. occasion's coming up soon, Christmas. You got Kwanzaa. Yeah. You got all kinds of things happening uh, soon, all coming yeah. to coming to play. But uh, one thing I really do wish, back to our beginning sentence again, and our little beginning about you know loving people and respecting people and being kind and cool to people. I just wish a little bit more empathy towards us all, you know, and especially that divide between Americans. Um, that hatred's got to go, man. You know, you, you didn't see that in, in 9-11, right, Bob? 
You didn't see that when we were down and, you know, you know, recovering. Yeah. We were all together. You yeah. couldn't you couldn't buy everybody. an American flag. Remember during, that? During nine eleven, everybody was together. <laughs> you couldn't buy an American flag. An American flag. There was none to be found. Because everybody was flying them. Because we all stuck together through that hardship. I, it's just I don't know, man. Yeah. It's disheartening in a way. Hey, we're not trying to bum anybody out. <laughs> what talk? We're just talking. And that's why we got, and that's why we got to wake up happy now. <laughs> yeah, wake up happy, man. That's what you got to do, right? Hey, man, for real though. You, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you lost your buddy. Uh, yeah, Frank, right? Yeah. Um, well, that was a week and a half, two two weeks ago, right, bud? Was it two and a half wow. weeks? Yeah, yeah, about three weeks. Yeah. And then last week, I get a phone call. I get a text Tuesday morning. My buddy Tom passed away. Uh, you know, it's just uh, not not uh, goatee, but Egghead. People from who went to Sharon Hill, you might have known Egghead. Uh, what a great guy. Um, this guy was nothing but smiles and happiness, and he would just crack me up. And we get together still to, these day, to this day, and, uh, you know, health comes our way. And you talk about that health adversity, and, and, and he's gone. And then I'm sitting there in a funk, and I'm trying to come up with, like, ideas for the podcast. And I'm just, like, simultaneously feeling grateful. Right. Feeling grateful again yeah. for you, yeah. for my friendships, friends I have. I know this is weird. You know, when I said to you again in this first couple, this first paragraph that we were talking about is, hey, did you wake up? Do you love everybody? <laughs> Remember that? I said that. Do you love it? Are you loving everybody? There's people that I've yeah. said to. I love you, man. Like I, I've said to recently. And, 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 and one, it was so funny because and his wife texted me back and, oh, hey, hey, what's going on? Tell him I'm a good man. <laughs> I said, is your husband a little freaked out? I said, I love him. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking See, you get it, man. Love you, man. Because we all say that. Dave, you, you know, we will say that. Yo, love you, brother. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's for yeah. real, right? Because life too yeah. short. And I don't, and I'm not, and I'm not, I don't care about saying that. You know, I know what it means. I remember before Murr passed away, right? I said, dude, love you, brother. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. And then when I left, he said to go to you. No, man. Tone said he loved me. <laughs> and Goaty's like, dude, you do know what he's talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But you know what he said? You know, no one's ever said they love me before. Because my mom and my dad, nobody's ever said that to me. But life is short, right? You know what I mean? And, and, and you mean it like you're my brother. You know what I mean? Like, love you, man. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's not like, hey, love you, uh, you know. I would like to, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Get funky. It's not that. It's love you, man, like a brother. You, you know, it's just uh, people, I think people, people are afraid to express themselves these days. And guess what? Yeah. You know, life's short. I, I mean, And then we had that conversation. Well, is it short? It's not really short, which it's not really short, but we're, there's no guarantee how much time we got. So if you got something to say to somebody, then stink and say it. You know, yeah. that's my, yeah. that's my biggest thing right now. Like this fear of, you know, when I found out uh, Egghead passed away, I'm like, man, did I, was I cool with him? Was everything good? And we, when we were good, I had the opportunity to speak with him before he passed away and we were totally yeah. good, you know, and there's yeah. other people we, I say this all the time. There's a couple of people I want to run into, man. Just say, yo, I appreciate your friendship. You know, always, I, I don't know for, for me, cause that's me solidifying things. That finalization thing, even though I'm not planning on going anywhere, 
I just want to make sure everybody's cool with me and I'm cool with them. And you can't be cool with everybody. Someone's still going to, you know, somewhere down the line is going to dislike you. Who cares? I don't, I just do this kind of even for myself, right? You know, just to kind of like yeah. in my head, my little check marks. Okay. I'm good with that person. I'm good with everybody. And you know, if I go, I go, you know, I don't know. So how about you? You good with everybody, buddy? <laughs> yes. Buddy, buddy. Well, matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, I ran into some people over the weekend that are connected with another family member mm-hmm. and there was a lot of turmoil there between mm-hmm. all their relationships. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, yeah, we're, well, we're talking to them again. And we all actually just spent Thanksgiving together. Nice. So look, I go, I'm too old at this point to be angry at anybody. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know. I think at the times. Anybody yeah. that did me wrong is all forgiven. I, yeah. I am not bad at anything. Listen, same with me. You, you know, like, <sighs> I was talking to my cousin uh, recently and uh, about who we are like in our blood as a people, right? Like my family, which would in, in, include him as well. Obviously it's, it's my first cousin, but what a passionate people we are. Everything we do, it's kind of like it's tweaked, right? It's 110%. It's not just a hundred percent. We love, we, we respect, we, we give friendship. It's all off the charts, Right. When we love, we love deep. When we are friends, we're we're super friends. We go above and beyond. And then to a fault, right? Because when we when we hold grudges or we feel slighted and we're not getting that same love and respect back from somebody, then we get hurt. And then we take it personally. But what you have to understand in life not a lot of people are that way, like that extreme, like that passionate. And and we, my family, including my my cousin, we're very passionate people. And, and it's just um, the key to understanding that is to to embrace it and to understand that is how we are. And then in that way, try to adjust yourself a little bit. You know what I mean? So you don't get hurt and don't expect everybody to feel like they're going to give it back like that because most people don't, you know, and it, it, I know that might sound a little bit vague, but there's some people out there that are going to get what I'm talking about. You're not always going to get back from a relationship, what you put into it, you know, for me personally, like how I am, I'm that over the edge guy, that extreme guy. When you love, you love deep, man. You know, and you're sincere about it, but not everybody has the abilities to to, to show that and reflect that back to you. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. And I, I don't take, I don't regret any of that. It's just how I am. You know, when I was talking to my cousin yeah. about that, he's like, man, you you are so accurate with that. That's how we are. But even to the point to go back to what you said, you know, there's too many people that don't talk to each other anymore. Yeah. You know, and life, again, I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm talking about? We don't know how long we got. So you really want to carry that with you. And for what? And here's the other thing is is kind of interesting. And you you can attest to this. When you think someone's thinking about you, like, oh, that that guy hates my guts or that person hates my guts or whatever. Do you really think they're thinking about you 24 hours a day? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you're not not that important that you're on somebody's mind 24 hours a day. I don't think about it. You have a high opinion of yourself if you're thinking (laughs) that. 
You got to understand, like, we're all people, man. We all make mistakes. The only perfect person is the one you don't know anything about. The only perfect family is the one you don't know anything about. We all have problems. We all have the same morons within families and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we all have it. We're all more alike than you would love to ever believe. You know, and in that way, you just got to cut each other breaks and try to just like and do it for yourself. Right, Bob? Yeah. Do it for yourself. Yeah, for yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just kind of like sometimes forgive and forget. You know, maybe you won't forget, but just forgive and don't carry that burden with you because it's taking up real estate within your mind. It don't, you're not paying rent, man. And they're living there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you, what do you, you got squatters rights up there or what? You're letting that happen. And it's us. We're, we're the ones letting it happen. So just think about that. What you're carrying around, maybe that hatred or that anger towards somebody. Maybe just, you know, try to be a little bit more understanding or, or just accepting them for who they are. That's just who they are. You know, yeah. you don't have to like it, but look, okay, well, that's the kind of people they are. That's who they are. It is what it is. The old, the old, it is what it is, man. Right. <laughs> Let's end this with something fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a song lyric for you. Oh, man. It, you'll know it. All right. <laughs> I know you'll know it. I just feel, uh, yo, I feel inadequate when it comes to my lyrics. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not good at lyrics. But go ahead, brother. What do you got? I know you'll know this pretty All right. fast. All right. It was Friday night. It was late. I was walking you home. We got down to the gate. And I was thinking of the night. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. Was it Rock Steady by The Whispers? No. Ugh. no. Ugh. It Way was Friday night. Base, Way off base? Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Hmm. It was Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me more? Can you it, sing it? It was, it was Friday night. <laughs> it was late. I was walking you home. We got down to the gate. I, I know it. I've Now it's very familiar. I just cannot place it. And I was thinking of the night. Okay. Uh, give me something. Give me something else. Okay. It was Friday night. It was late. I was walking you home. Oh, Friday night. It was late. I was walking you home. Yeah. Out right. Reminiscing. Right? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurry, don't be late. Yeah. Yeah. Who sang yeah. that, man? Uh, Little River Band. Little River Band. Dude, I knew I knew it, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I was way off with the whispers, right? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> I, I, the other day, you know, I just do these random, like, you know, just start jamming to different music, and I'm like, all right, what do I got on here under songs liked? And, I, and in Spotify, I don't often break it up, like, where, how I should, where I could find my stuff. Just in songs like alone, I got close to 4,000 songs, which is not... <laughs> There's no order in there, but I know if I go down, if I flick it down like far enough, oh, okay, Chicago's in here, Whispers in here, uh, you know, Howard Melvin's in here, um, but Whispers came on, and I just started getting into some Whispers. I was like, oh man, Rock Steady, uh, My Way, Are You Going My Way, uh, song for, uh, oh my gosh, uh, what's his name? Donnie. Yeah. Song for Donnie? Okay. Huh? Oh, the, yeah. Oh, my Donnie God. Donnie Hathaway. Donnie yeah. Hathaway. Like, just, what a band. Like, just, just, what talent, man. Just so good. 
but uh, good memories from that from that uh, that era, Bob. Remember, we used to have a great time at work, right? <laughs> Best in the land. <laughs> it was that crazy concert. Bob and yeah, I went to see. Uh, I was with my 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 girlfriend. He was with his girlfriend, and my sister came along with uh, her husband, and we went to the Whispers and Lavert at the Valley Forge Music Fair. Um, what a great place to watch a concert back in the day. I wish they would have never got rid of that place, but uh, that was a lot of fun, man. That was a great time, a great concert. I'm so glad I got the chance to see them. They were so good, man. I saw the uh, the Temps in the Tops there, too. Um, they were fantastic. That was, know, it was a great venue for music. It was, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, was it not in the round? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. So it the just stage revolved. Yeah, yeah. It was just what a place to see a concert. Did you see? <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see anyone else there? I've seen a lot of bands there. The yeah. Spinners, oh, really? Spinners, the main ingredient, the OJs. Mm. Um, trying to think who else. Phyllis Simon. Really. She must have been incredible live in concert, dude. Oh, she's awesome, yeah. Uh, gone too <laughs> gone too soon, man. Uh, a group called Tavares. Oh, God, know. yeah. I remember Tavares. <laughs> now I'm trying to think uh, of their big hit. I'm not going to call him a one-hit wonder, but they did have a big one. Uh, uh, yeah, more, more Than a Woman was the video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then uh, I'm trying to think of the other big. They did have a couple. Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. Okay. And yep. yep. I'll tell you a yeah. band I wish I would have, have, have seen um, two of them. Chicago. Which I think they're still yeah. around, right? They're still around. Yeah. And yeah. then, yo, here we go. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, yeah, I never saw them. Last. How wild would that be? That's my one regret. I never got to see them or Frank Sinatra. I never saw Sinatra, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, that would have been those would have been really good concerts. I can't well, even remember the last concert I've been to. I don't even we know. We were up the Poconos. There was it was a Saturday night, and PBS had Frank on. Hmm. And. Uh, it was a pretty long concert, and mm -hmm. he had a, and he had um, oh, what the heck's her name? Is it live or is it Memorex? Oh, know? Stella, uh, Stella, Ella Fitzgerald. Ella, yeah. Ella Fitzgerald. Oh my God, it yeah. was so good. Yeah. Oh man. I mean that that's like to me, they're out there now, right? Like these people that can. We talked about this before, but um, with the with the talent, man. When you hear them, like even on on. Uh, Americans got talent or the voice and, and these people yeah. come on and suddenly they just open their mouths and it's like, wow, you know, you I just, I just can listen to somebody forever, man. That has uh, that type of ability. I love that, I man. You know, I don't know what made me go on this, but I get it. I, I don't know. I, it moves me every time I see it. Um, I think it was called England's got town or London. Yeah. Know, okay. Yeah. Britain's got town. Yes. And this lady, Susan Boyle came out. Oh Yeah. Yep. She was this grumpy lady, like, mm -hmm. you know, and she gets on the stage and Simon's there, uh, what do you what what do you hope to do here? And she's there, I want to be a singer. Yeah. They're like like something page. I think the lady's name was something page. Mm -hmm. And she was big and famous in Britain, you know. Yeah. And and he's rolling his eyeballs and they're all rolling their eyeballs like and so what are you gonna do for her? She goes. I'm going to sing this song from Les Miserables, you know. I mm. dreamed a dream. Wow. And she starts singing, and you can't believe how good this lady is. Yeah, I remember, I remember Susan Boyle. And because, you, you know, she didn't fit the stereotype, right? She wasn't like, you know, she was a larger woman and, you know, uh, very <laughs> yeah. plain looking. But when she yeah, opened her right. mouth, 
just no, just and they uh, all just look incredible. at each other yeah like, like oh what yeah I knew a girl uh, from that was on that uh, one one of the judges that was part of that uh, Britain's Got Talent uh, Ina Rolson uh, she was um, from Norway she's a big star she's like really big yeah. star real nice yeah. girl do you remember her Ina. No, uh, I, yeah. Thought, I thought it was Heidi Flumer. Oh, no, yeah, I, I know Worlson, and uh, yeah. uh, again, from Norway. I was talking to her for a little while, but uh, her album, like, it just amazed me. Now, there was a judge for that, right? She's famous. She's probably, like, the one of the number one stars in Norway. Beautiful woman. Okay. And, uh, and I just couldn't understand. I would talk to her about it. Like, her album just didn't take off. But if you listen to it, she's got a, a voice of an angel. It's just, okay. when I hear people like this, I'm just, wow, man. And then she started, I, remember I was talking to her when she was, um, she was thinking about just starting a, uh, a podcast. And I'm like, you ought to do that. And, um, in fact, the last thing I we were talking about is she was lost. She lost her baby's bottles. <laughs> I said, check under the couch. <laughs> and they were under the couch. And then her and her husband, they went to a, on vacation down in Africa. And I just kind of lost touch with her. I didn't talk about it. But I'm, I'm, what I'm getting at it with that is uh, there's somebody with talent. Uh, and and it just didn't take off once they had the album. So uh, it's kind of ironic that like it's not enough sometimes, you know, like to yeah. just to be talented and maybe you know have the look and stuff like that. It's like it's almost like you know, well, you know, it's it's this you know they they put their money behind or they put their energy behind a certain act and then they run with that. But there are so many incredibly talented human beings out there that can sing and dance yeah, and do right. everything. You know, entertain us human beings, right? So, yeah, yeah, but always goes back to the music, right, buddy? <laughs> yes. What do you got uh, right. going on for the rest of this week? Anything? So let's see. Uh, cardiologist appointment. Mm-hmm. And Norma gets. Uh, oh, yeah, she gets a new knee. Colonoscopy. Next next Wednesday, she gets her knee done. Mm. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm better. So I'll be able to take care of yeah. her. Yeah. Recuperating. I'll tell her I, we wish her well. Hopefully it's a, a very good operation and she feels better. Yeah. Um, and to all you out there listening, man, same thing. If you got things going on, we are, uh, I know this sounds ridiculous and, but it's true. We, we really do care about the people that are listening to the show and you could say, well, you don't even know me. Yeah. It don't matter. Like it's, it's good vibes that we try to put out and we're aware that everybody's got problems in life. And, uh, I can tell you the truth, man. I know Bob, how, how Bob thinks, um, he truly, truly mean it. Like when we care about people, we do, you know what I mean? And, uh, we care about everybody. Like, Bob, do you love everybody or what? <laughs> we love everybody. I'm going to leave you with a deep thought tonight. I can't wait. No man stands in the same river twice. The mm. river is no longer the same, and neither is the man. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That is deep. It's true. Ponder that. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you want to talk about it, or should we just leave the folks with that for something to think about until next time? Yeah, ponder that. <laughs> ponder it, folks. Well, listen, ponder. for uh, Finding Subjects Podcast, and I can't wait till we get Bink back soon, but for Finding Subjects Podcast, I'm Tony. And I'm Bob. And we want to thank you very much for being here and listening. Um, we'll throw some, what I'll do, Bob, I'll have to talk to you afterwards, and we'll talk about the music that we um, mentioned tonight, and then we'll play that on Spotify, folks. So if you want to hear the show with the music, every song, mostly every song that we talk about on this show, um, if you have a Spotify account, you're automatically hearing that 
Um, and then even on Spotify, if you do have the account, you might see two different versions. And I always put down uh, non-music version or music version. So uh, it doesn't matter because I used to play the songs within the words that we speak. Uh, but now I do all the songs at the end. But it's kind of cool. You get a little concert afterwards. So um, <laughs> if you don't have Spotify, too, go to Spotify, open up a free account. And then what you'll get for that free account is 30 seconds of the music. So you can still hear what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, it's it's, it's entertaining. It's, it's, it's a different way of doing it. So we just want to thank you for being here. Hey, please go to Finding Subjects Facebook page, right? We're really trying to put extra time into that and get some uh, followers there. And we really communicate with everybody often there so there's a whole little tribe of like-minded folks if you want to go there and just comment on a picture or ask a question underneath a, a post and we'll answer it you know so thank you very much uh, for your time thank you for being here thank you for listening to finding subjects and if you do like us uh please share or go to itunes and give us a nice review that matters because guess what they lock you in an algorithm and and lock you away like the prisoner of zelda or whatever it is and you never get out you never get out it's like, and then suddenly we'll get a, an alert. Oh, look how many people you've reached this post. 10,000 people. Yeah. But why don't you let it go out further? Do you know they do that, Bob? It's like, you know, like you're like locked in this certain little circle that they don't let you pass until you get X amount of people following your page. And then they allow you to grow that way. It's just, it's really, you think you're putting something out on the internet and it's going globally, but it's not. You know, it, it's just kind of limited because of their algorithms. It's a pain in the butt. Anyway, that's okay. that. All right. So that's it. Right, buddy? Have a, yeah. Yo. Have a great, great. Well, we might talk to you before Christmas. Right? Oh, we'll definitely talk be, before Christmas. So, <laughs> All right, uh, everybody. Take care. Be safe out there. And this is Tony. And again, thank you for listening to Finding Subjects. Bob, hang on one second, buddy. All right. I'll talk to you. Yeah. All right, folks. See you later. Bye. Peace. Bye.